Hey guys, it's Hall here. Um, I got a good reception from the first podcast I did, so I was thinking about doing another one. Uh, I got a few questions again. Uh, this time around, I'd like to talk about the the draft. You know, we just finished up the NSFL draft. We got our guys joining new teams. You know, this is this huge, amazing class from S20. Finally got drafted out. and I, It's amazing not only the size of the class, but just how active they've all been and real members to the community. So, start off, I'm going to talk about Philly's draft. Um, I know the big surprise to everybody was us taking Junie at third overall. And our, our reasoning behind that, we, well, first we were kind of hit with a little snowball of, you know, of chaos when we were, we were almost on the board, you know, uh, San Jose was still picking and we had all intentions of going with either Sombrero or trading the pick out to somebody that was eyeballing Sombrero. Uh, we had a few trades lined up and in even if we didn't take those trades, we thought Sombrero was going to be our guy because we had a, a hole in the secondary that we wanted to fill as our guys were getting older. And he drops the bombshell at like 3 a.m. Eastern time that he's retiring. So when we all get up and we're looking at it, it, it was just chaos. All the trades backed out. And we got to a moment where our draft board was basically destroyed. You know, guys that we, we wanted in the first we, you know, we, everyone, obviously we wanted Jeff. Jeff's going 108. That was, that was obvious. Uh, guys that we, we plan on taking in the third or, you know, trade up for in the second, we didn't quite think we're, we're hundred percent worth going up at 308. We thought we could get another trade and get a second round pick. Uh, unfortunately that didn't happen. So we kind of went into this, what kind of player are we really looking for mode? You know, was it a position wise or was it a, a care, you know, an actual personality that we wanted? And when we kind of thought about it, Junie was the personality that we wanted and needed in Philadelphia. He is somebody that we know that we can depend on, someone we can trust to be there, someone we know will be active, and a real leader as he took over. He's taking over as uh, Norfolk's co-GM, and he's somebody that we know that we could rely on that with that for that first-round pick, someone that we know will be there every day. You know, he'll be earning, he'll be active, he'll be fun to have in the locker room. He's loved all around. I mean, I don't think I've seen anybody that doesn't like Junie. So that was kind of our pick. Yeah, he's running back, and we have an army of running backs right now. But we discussed with Junie even before the draft about position switching. And right now, he's going to stay down in the DSFL. He wants another run at it with Norfolk. Completely understandable. You know, who doesn't want to try to get ultimate with their team, especially now as you're a, as a GM? Um, we're kind of eyeballing wide receiver. We, we have a we have a spot there that we think he would really fill into great um, with Vuxta and Nacho. Um, when it gets closer to the next season, the offseason, we'll see whatever our holes are, and we might you know it might be a change in game plan. But he would love to be a wide receiver. Uh, he he enjoys staying on the offensive side of the ball. We'd love to have him a wide receiver. So that's probably the game plan for him going forward. Uh, and now for our third round pick, Jeff Persensacker. Everyone likes to say, oh, he's an 88 TP defensive end. You're kind of reaching a little early, third round pick. Jeff is a personality that that you can't find just every day. And one thing that I really love about Jeff Persensacker is he just has fun. You know, he's there every day. He's having fun. We had our little Philadelphia rookie prospects discord and him and Rapid Eagle, who was another one that was high on our board. They, they were back and forth about who can have the highest rank. Uh, and it was just, it was so fun to watch. It was so enjoyable. And to see him there every day committed just to get it, just, just to get his rank up, to be a better and rapid. 
and that, that that sold us, you know, that he was here to have fun, and that he wasn't taking it too seriously, but we knew he'd be around, and that's something you couldn't pass up, and we had a hole in a defensive line. We did try to trade him to the second to try to grab Rapid Eagle. Uh, fortunately, Oko grabbed him, which they grabbed basically all of our draft. So, uh, Laser, if you listen to this, uh, thanks for that. I really appreciate you stealing basically everybody we had in our draft board. And Corey, for listening to this, thank you for being a snitch and telling them all the Myrtle Beach boys that I wanted to draft because you had to be their GM and love them also. I, we, why couldn't we share the love in like 50-50 or something? You know, I get Jeff on the, on Mondays and Wednesdays and you get him on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I think that's a fair little trade-off. Uh, but seriously, um, Jeff Sacker, he's going to be a great guy. He's been, he's already meshed well into the locker room. The guys love him. Him and Francie are getting around great. So I think, I think he's going to be someone that we really be able to have reliably on our defensive line for years to come. And speaking about Oko, uh, our, our, our fourth round pick, we actually traded up. Uh, we traded next year's second to grab Simon. Simon an amazing 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 locker room piece he's an amazing guy so wholesome and how do you not love him you know that's the one guy we grabbed from oko that they tried to grab from us i had to get one of my beach boys in and he's going to be he's great you know he he could he could never he could never earn another day in this league but as long as he's active in discord he he's amazing and he's perfect and with him being an offensive line and loving offensive line after he spends his year or two in the DSFL and winning Myrtle Beach Multiminis, he's going to come up to Philly and he's going to be a stud. He's going to be a star. He's going to be offensive line of the year candidate every season. The guy, the guy is amazing. And then in our, our fifth round, we took Lefty Lewis, the kicker. Yeah, we took Barron last year. So it was kind of a big red flag of, well, why are you doing two kickers back to back two different years? Lewis is is amazing. I, we really click in Werewolf. Uh, we talk all the time. The guy's just great. And it's just, I wanted him on the team. You know, we had our little meme battle. He was a, he's a fun guy. I wanted him on the team. It, that was one thing. I didn't, I didn't care. I was going to find a way to bring him home. He's just a great personality. And our game plan with him is also to move him to the defensive line and be a defensive tackle to to really bolster up our defense. Uh, the kicker rule that was just passed that lets them only have to move 25%, or let's keep 25%, so 50%. That's going to affect next offseason. So the goal is that next offseason he'll move. He'll come. He'll get called up, and he'll move to the defensive tackle. And our defensive line, hopefully at that point, will be just disgusting. You know, We'll be able to rival Colorado's defense and really make an impact onto the league about our defense. And then we had some guys. You know, We had Cal. Cal really doesn't earn anymore. Uh, we thought it would be a good uh, locker room presence. Rub a chicken threw it in the locker room a few times since we drafted him, which was a surprise. Uh, Dylan Cheer, I saw him in Myrtle Beach a few times. I know he really isn't as active anymore. I'd love it for him to come back. He'd be a great person to see walking around the locker room again. So basically, with the draft, I I have to put Oko as my winner just because they they took everybody, everybody that we had on our board. It seemed like they they were staring at our board the same time we were looking at it. But they had all the group of Beach Boys. They got a lot of good characters together, a lot of good personalities together. And I think I think they had definitely had to walk away with the best draft in my opinion, just because of the personalities, just because of the people they got. They had great people, and they snatched up really good players that are only going to help them in their long run. So now, with all that said, I think we'll move to some of the questions that I got. Just you know, it's kind of how podcasts work. You do your little little spiel, and then you go to your questions that people can meme and make fun of you. So I'm gonna start off. My first question comes from Noka. Talk about your graphics process and some stuff you like to see improve overall. 
so basically with my graphics since i'm cheap and i do everything off of a free app on my phone uh, i try to find people that are just kind of bullcrap like hey i want to do a graphic or you know it might not be something that they want seriously done want something high professionally done but I can throw something together for them and kind of give an idea so people like Noka or Rain Delay can make a better version of it. But basically, what I like to do is I try to find a really good render. I know there's some people out there that have renders from like the 70s or 80s or joke cartoon renders or guys that played like one season of college ball so you can't find any of their, their, their render, their pictures. But the biggest thing is just trying to clean it up, take it and go to a basic process. You know, get rid of every logo you can. Um, and everyone says use the clone and stamp tool. Well, Pixlr, the app that I use for free on my phone, doesn't have a clone and stamp tool. So basically, I just put the picture over it twice. So I'll have like the picture of the player, and then I'll put the picture of the player over it again. Uh, and then I'll erase everything except so if I'm trying to get rid of like a helmet logo, I'll take the helmet and I'll kind of slide it over a little bit or make it a little bit bigger. And then I'll erase where the logo is. And I'll cover it in with that second picture so it kind of makes it like an all single solid color. Sometimes there's some hiccups. It's not a perfect process. Sometimes it kind of makes the helmet look morphed. So I have to do it three, four, five times to try to make it look cleaner. That's basically what I do. And I'll go from there. And then we have a coloring tool on the Pixlr. And I'll kind of color it. Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't really work great. Um, some colors it doesn't change very well. It takes three, four time passes. Uh, like blacks, I can't just make a black, a green color. You know, I can't just make a, like the 49ers helmets are the worst and the Raiders helmets. You can't just make them a different color without having to pass over them three, four, five, six times just because of that shine and that sheen that you're looking for. That's basically my process, and I'll do that. I'll add my little background since Snoka likes to hate on my backgrounds because all I do is blur the background according to him, which is not wrong. But I try to blur them in a cool way. Um, but then uh, if I got that, I'll go to there's a free website. And if anybody wants it, they can just ask me what it is. Uh, it's a background remover. Basically, I put that picture into it, cuts the player out for me. Again, not always a perfect process because it is a free website. I'll do that. I could put it in a different background instead of just doing my blurred backgrounds. And then um, for my text, I use flamingtext.com. Uh, they have thousands of different fonts and different styles and different things. And I use that for all my text. And it just gives me a nice text I can add wherever I want to. Uh, I really like the style of putting the text behind the player. To me, it kind of makes the player look like it pops out almost like 3D, kind of jumps out at you a little better. I know Noka's not a huge fan of it. Uh, he likes the big text in your face, easy to read. I don't know. I just I just like the hiding the text. I don't know why. I think it just makes it feel more natural to me, even though it doesn't give me the highest grades. But that's normally, you know, my graphics process. I'll do that. And I try to do it quick. I, you know, I, I, that's kind of my thing is I know I'm not doing it at a high quality, you know, Photoshop quality. So I just want to do it fast. So instead of taking days, weeks, months, I try to get it done in like hours or sometimes, you know, 30 minutes. I think I've done a few of them. And I just kind of like to say like, oh, you have this idea. Let me throw this idea together real quick and see what you think. And if you really like it, I can try to clean it up more or I can have, you know, Noka or Rain Delay. They can do their style and really make it look amazing. Um, that being said for my graphics, I am not giving Corey any more SIGs until he gets a SIG rotator because I am tired of taking 35 minutes to go from one comment to another on the media. 
<laughs> it seems like every time I go on there and if I see Corey post something, I'm just, I'm just closing it. I'm just closing it. I'm not looking anymore at the topic. I'm done. I'm not trying to dig there for 15 minutes to get past his 35 different sigs. What would I like to see improve overall? I mean, it's probably, we're probably talking about the graphics. This is Noka. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably like to have better quality graphics. You know, I, I, I don't want to do cheapy little graphics. So I'm trying to, every time I do something, Noko say, hey, try this, try this, try this. Most of it turns into don't be cheap and buy Photoshop. You know, you actually buy something that's, that's real. But um, that's kind of what I do. I try to take what he says, try to make it a little better. And it's really helped me a lot. I really, I can say I've jumped up a lot from what I was doing originally to what he's, to what I've been doing now. So that's kind of what I'm trying to improve on. All right, so my next question is coming from Valor. Hello, Hall. Valor here. Predictions on the season as of right now. Oh, see, with this league, there isn't there isn't that, that where you can easily say, oh, it's obviously going to be YKW versus Oko. You know, that, that's, that's the easy guess, especially this year with Austin winning it all and knocking Oko out and make, knocking him down. I don't know. Prediction-wise, it's it's kind of rough. You know, I, I want to say I want Philly in the playoffs. We're, we're working hard to get in the playoffs. I'd love for us to finally make that jump into the playoffs. And I think we can do it. I think this will be the year that I think this is the year that we can bump out Baltimore. Baltimore, not us. We've been we've been fighting back and forth for that three spot. They've been winning it basically every year. But I think this is the year we can finally bump out Baltimore and we can get that three spot. Uh, for the NSFC, I really think this is Colorado's year. That defense, that defense has been way too strong. They've added great pieces in the offseason. Uh, Wolfie can try to throw the ball. He's doing better at it. He's actually throwing the ball more to his own team instead of the other team. So as long as he keeps doing that, I think he'll be decent enough that they, their defense can carry them. Uh, for the ASFC, I, I don't know. I, it, it, you could easily see Oko make a comeback with the big names they picked up this year. Austin could make another run at it. Nola can finally get over the hump. I don't know. I, pred- I don't really know predictions of the season. I, th- I think it's going to be more. I think this is going to be a tighter season than we've had in years. We're not going to have those two teams that really just walk over everybody. We're not going to have those two teams that are obviously the team that teams are going to lose every week. I think. I think he like. I think this is going to be a year where it's a whole lot tighter playoff race when we get to the last two weeks. His next question. The Butchers have dealt with most of their holes over the offseason. Can they sneak into the playoffs this year? Uh, I can I can say that their drafts, Chicago's draft actually was really good. They were able to fill some holes on their defense that they had with some really good names. Uh, their first round pick taking a tight end. A lot of people say, yo, don't take tight end first. Don't take tight end first because they're, they're, you can fill a tight end hole with a wide receiver or a running back. I think they got a really good character, a really good personality, and someone that could really evolve Chicago into what they want to be. And with them taking an off, with them taking a tight end, that'll help their running game. Uh, Leaf changing to a running back is really going to evolve them, get them away from that 200 TPE running back they've had the last three seasons. They've already had a really good off. They've already they had a good offense. Their defense was hurting them. They had a great passing game. Yeah, they threw like 200 interceptions last year, but I think they have an offense that can be competitive and get into the playoffs it's just if their defense can hold them together and they can stop turning the ball over chicago could be a team to shock people this year Ballard's next question which playoff team from last season is going to miss the playoffs i'm gonna i'm gonna bet on baltimore i really think baltimore's gonna take a step back not so much because of them having a bad offseason but because of the teams under them having good offseasons 
Uh, I mean, I, I would love for Philly to get into that three spot. I think we have the, the pieces to do it. The talent's finally coming around. I think Philly can take that three spot. Chicago could surprise people and maybe make a jump up for that three spot. But I think Baltimore is going to be the team that misses the playoffs this season. Ballard's last question. Where do you think Sermo Kahlo signs? Sermo, he could really go anywhere. He wanted to wait till after the draft so he could see what teams didn't didn't draft defense alignment so he knew where he could go and he would be a key piece going forward um i know he's had a few talks with a bunch of teams uh philly hasn't talked to him because we don't really have a whole form i'd hate to try to talk to a guy try to bring him in and really not give them a starting job uh so we really didn't talk to him it wasn't that we didn't like sermo it was just we don't have a hole for him i would love to personally have sermo on the team i just don't have a position for him in philly I could see him going back home, you know, going back home to Baltimore. I could also see him going to Chicago and trying to be Leafs replacement, basically, on the defensive line and trying to be what helps them get back into the playoffs, gets him as a competitive team again. But at the end of the day, I really don't know. He's done really good kind of keeping it secret, keeping it hidden. So he could, he could really go anywhere, and I, I'm excited to see where he signs. Now, question from Junie. Should we allow Gimme to get another season? No. Hard no. Definitely no. He shouldn't be playing this season. I mean, he's not even really playing. He's just holding a clipboard for a team right now. Uh, I don't even know what team he holds a clipboard for anymore. It might be Norfolk. might be Port. I don't even know. I just know that the kid needs to be gone. No farewell tour. Don't give him a rocking chair or whatever. The only thing he needs to do is just go. Rapid Eagle asked, How do you feel about the Liberty's S21 draft class? Uh, I touched on it earlier. I really like our class. I think we brought in some really great guys. Uh, we had to deviate from our game plan a little bit, but I really think we brought in guys that that we liked. We knew would click well in our locker room, and we knew would be able to perform on the field. So I really like our draft class. His second question, who was the biggest steal of the draft? Well, the 69th overall pick came back. He hasn't earned in ever, but he did come back. So if he does start earning, that could be a good steal. Um... Personally, I want to say Lewis because if we change the defensive tackle, that means we've got 180 TPE defensive tackle in the fifth round of the draft, which would be, you know, a steal. 180 TPE defensive tackle is a first, second round talent normally. Um, I, I would like to say he's a good steal. Uh, the biggest steal of the draft, that's... I'm not really sure. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good names out there of guys that fell farther that have came back after the draft. So... It's it really kind of hard to tell right now, but halfway through the season, or even at the end of the season, I think we'll really see who that steal of the draft was. Who is the biggest snub during awards? Oh. Mm. Biggest snub during awards. I, I knew there was a lot of drama in the DSFL awards because of inactives winning, or, you know, there's a running back that won my receiver of the year that had a lot of commotion behind it. Um, the biggest snub during the awards... I know Vorce. Vorce was Vorce. Vorce felt bad. Vorce. Vorce thought he should have got more votes. I know he was really upset about that for his defensive back of the year. Uh, Baron wasn't even a nominee uh, for punter of the year, even though he made it to the Pro Bowl. So that was that's one that's kind of never even got a nomination, never even got a vote, didn't get to see his name on the board. But he was a Pro Bowl punter for the NSFC. So that's kind of a snub. I mean, not saying he should win punter of the year, but he definitely should have been on the board, should have been nominated, should have gotten some votes. If a guy's good enough for the Pro Bowl, he's good enough to at least get a vote for punter of the year. So that would probably be my biggest snub during the awards. Eagles last question. 
who was your favorite eagle-headed football player? Oh, Rapid, you 100%. I, I, Rapid, we, I could say that we we badly wanted you in Philly. Our, our game plan was we were going to trade back our third pick to a later first and get a second. That was our game plan from early on. When we saw Oko grab one, one overall, we knew we weren't going to be able to get Jeff. So we, were, we, we had all intentions of trying to get a second. Even after drafting Juni, we were trying hard to get a second-round pick to try to grab you, Rapid, because it would have been amazing to have you and Jeff. Because that well, how how well you guys clicked in uh, the prospect chat. So that that was one that we we really wish we could have got you, and you definitely are my favorite eagle-headed football player. Corey, in his eight million sigs, asked me, "Why do you think Frost fell so far?" Well, it's obvious why Frost fell so far. He went from a cornerback who I could have guaranteed would have been at least the third overall pick in this draft, had he stayed a cornerback, became a running back last minute in a time where we really didn't need running backs in the draft. Uh, he Frost is a great guy. I love Frost. You know, he's my first co-GM, and, and Frost and I will always be tight. Now, I, I wanted to bring Frost back, but with him turning to a running back and really being set on being a running back, we couldn't bring him in. If he would have moved to wide receiver, we could have easily drafted him and done like we're doing with Juni. But he wanted to be a running back. And I think that's kind of what made him fall so far is a lot of teams have their running back that they want. They have that 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 star they want to grow into or they have that star already that's already competing. So that's pretty much why he fell is people were kind of worried about well, how long they be running back. You know, Another thing is him retiring after his first year in the NSFL as a kicker. So that kind of got people worried. As, is he going to do it again? Or is he going to position, situ- position switch again? So I think that's the biggest reason why he fell was the uncertainty, really. Corey's next question. How do you feel about Oko's drafts? Again, touched on this before. Uh, Orange County decided to just look at Myrtle Beach and say we want all of them. Uh, so <laughs> they kind of they kind of screwed us because that was kind of my game plan was to draft all of Myrtle Beach. But um. They had a great draft. They really did. They brought guys that clicked together really well, guys they know work together really well, and guys that earn really well. And uh, Oko nailed it. That's all I can say. Oko nailed it. Corey's next question. How dare you take Simon? I had to take Simon. All right, Corey? You guys were drafting everybody else on our board. It was like we were saying, oh, next pick, we'll grab him. And you guys were like, nope, we're grabbing him now. So I, I was, I, I went to the war room, and I said, we're trading up in this draft. We are getting Simon. You know, that was basically that idea. Yes, he's an offensive lineman. Yes, he won't touch the NSFL for another two seasons. We are not letting Simon go. Simon is too good of a person to go get swamped in with the rest of the Oko crew. We were bringing Simon to Philly. If that was happening, I don't care what I had to give up. I was bringing Simon to Philly. Corey's next question. What do you think about all the new DSFL GMs? They really got great people. I can say they this, this time around for this expansion... They really got great people that really care for this league. I can say that Franchi and Duke, they've been around since S18, and, and Franchi's done a lot. Yeah, he went away, but he came back, and he came back and helped the league a ton, being take, stepping up as a DSFL uh, streamer. He's done great during the draft stream with his focus, and I think he's going to be a great GM. Getting Duke in is also amazing. Duke's been very, very active with the league, and he's been from what I've heard of him wanting a job and he's been wanting somebody that he, he could trust to work with. And I think those are going to be a really good pair that fights for GM of the years. Uh, Gucci and Kyle, both guys that have been very active since they've joined. 
Uh, Gucci's made plenty of media. He knows a lot about the league, knows a lot about the players. I think he'll be a really good he'll be a really good GM. Kyle, I know he was helping out a lot with Tijuana with Randy and Vux, Randy Vuxta when uh, Fuzzy and Bagel were running it. And I think he he really also understands the league. He's been stupid active since he's joined. And he's been under some good GMs on his way up. So I think those two will also be a really great pair that are also fighting for GM of the years. Corey's next question. What was your time in the IRL Myrtle Beach like? Uh, it was great. You know, I, I came from a a not exactly rich family. Um, <laughs> so Myrtle Beach was kind of like our Disney World. Um, I, I'm from North Carolina, so... Myrtle Beach was like an hour, hour and a half drive, so it was easy to get to. So we didn't spend all day there; never had to fly. Um, so we take our little drive down on like a Friday in the afternoon and stay there till Sunday or whatever. And it's nice, you know. It's, it's everybody, you know. It's not exactly this huge, amazing tourist place. It's got a lot of tourist trappy little shops. It's got its wings and its eagles and all that. But I don't know. I still go there. You know, that's still my vacation. It's because it's a quick little weekend trip. You go three day weekend. It's great to go. Go to the boardwalk, go to Broadway, Dave and Buster's. Uh, they got their top golf. I mean, there's it, a lot to do. And, you know, it's a nice beach with things to do. Uh, I'm not one of those people that just wants to go stare at water for, for a whole vacation. You know, it's like, oh, cool, sand, water, nice beach. You know, it's, it's cool. I, I mean, I want to go do stuff. I want to party, you know. There's there, at Broadway, which is basically this is giant shopping and play center and bar area they have like this whole section that's just bars and it's just a whole strip of bars i mean that's that's my life you know i go to dave and buster's go watch a fight or whatever and just get trashed with no one cares that you're trash because everyone else is trashed so that's basically what myrtle beach is all about and that's basically what the buccaneers embrace we're just a bunch of dudes getting trashed playing football now specs question how do you feel about oko's draft this question but again all right, Spec. You know, um, you 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 were there through the process and basically me freaking out because it seemed like Oko was reading our mind every time we were gonna we plan on making a pig. You guys were making it, but uh, like I said, Oko nailed it. You know, they they did it. They they nailed it. Uh, question from Jeff. <laughs> he just copied. Uh, he quoted Corey's question. How dare you take Simon? Hey Jeff. Uh, like I said, I was getting Simon. I couldn't get you because Oko decided to snatch you up. I couldn't get anybody else from NB because Oko snatched you up. I couldn't even get I couldn't even get the guys that Colorado snatched up. You know, uh, Rody got snatched up. Riles got snatched up. It, it just seemed like everybody that from Hurdle Beach was getting taken right before we could take them. So I was doing everything in my power to bring Simon home. If I couldn't bring anybody else, all the Myrtle Beach guys were getting snatched and taken away. I was bringing Simon home. And also, Jeff, I want to say... Uh, this is the first time I've seen your Vegeta body issue, Sig, and I, I hate it. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I questioned something looking at this, but this is the first time I've seen this, and <laughs> I was not expected to see a, a very naked Vegeta sitting right here under your question. So I'm just going to scroll past that one. Oh, and great. That's the last question, so I just got to stare at this. So... <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, I gotta say congratulations to all the rookies that got drafted, all the guys that are on their new teams. Um, I also gotta say congratulations to all the award winners. I kind of want to talk about the awards a little bit. Didn't really get, I only got one question. It was about snub, basically. But um, congratulations to all the guys that won. Uh, a lot of there was a lot of really good names and first-time winners. 
Uh, Q swept up. Anyadi getting the run back of the year. Uh, there, there were some really good players that have been been working hard for this league that finally got rewarded by having huge seasons. Um, finally, a linebacker won linebacker of the year. Uh, I don't think he was the best linebacker. Uh, Mo, Mo was all right. He was decent at best. Uh, didn't put the numbers a safety would put up. So uh, decent at best. Um, but I got to say congratulations to Wayne Howe now. Uh, you know, he's he was a huge trade. Got him for a 69th round pick. Uh, basically free, and he wins breakout player of the year as a linebacker for us, switching the linebacker, and that it, it's been amazing watching his transformation. He came over as a safety, you know, wanted somewhere new, wanted a fresh start in his career. We asked him if he'd play linebacker. He changed to a linebacker, and he had an amazing season. One breakout player of the year, got a few Pro Bowl votes, got a. It, it's just amazing. I gotta say congratulations for him winning that award, and congratulations to Torres and getting votes for running back of the year and being a unanimous. Uh, running back in the Pro Bowl and also our Pro Bowlers uh, like Slim, Avon Bloxdale making it as a tight end. Even though everyone gave him crap and not scored any touchdowns, he made it for the Pro Bowl. So, led, led, league, led true tight ends and yards and pancakes. Can't be mad at that at all. And then uh, numbers, Richard Detoria making it as a, as a safety into the Pro Bowl. Also huge. Um, Venus Powers making it to the Pro Bowl, even though it never got a uh, punter of the year of votes, but did win it as the Pro Bowl as a punter. So, congratulations to everybody, all the Pro Bowlers, all the award winners, all the rookies getting drafted. Um, I, it, it's been great. It's been a great off season. I'm ready for the season to start back up, and and hopefully we have another good year. Hopefully Philly can finally break through, get into the playoffs, and we hold some more awards and get ready for this next draft class with 270 something prospects. DSFL drafts currently ongoing as I'm making this. I, I don't envy you guys. I'm really, I'm looking forward to next year's draft, uh, but I'm also scared because I know that is a lot of picks. It's a lot of players and a lot of scouting. And to any of the S22 guys that are listening to this, I'll probably be hitting you up soon. Uh, we got to start scouting today, basically, just to keep up with this class. But um, but yeah, it, it's been a great offseason, been a great draft. Uh, I'm really excited for Philly's future and the league's future. So with that, uh, I'm going to end the, end the podcast. It's a little shorter than last time, so I'm sorry to anybody that wanted to do a whole hour commute thing here. If you wanted me to do more, then ask more questions. I'll probably do this a third time. I don't know when. Uh, it just depends on the reception I get with this. Um, and since last time, I had to left a little message for everybody to see if you actually listened to it. I'm going to do it again. Uh, this time, I want you guys to let me know that Noka is a 3 out of 5 at best say it again noka is a three out of five at best all right that's how i know you actually finished this one and it's just show noka that i love them so that being said guys i hope everybody has a good one and i hope you enjoyed this podcast see ya